Welcome to Uplift, Inspiring Stories to Uplift the World. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today we have speaker and coach Stacey Chilemi. Meet our remarkable speaker, coach, and 20-time best-selling author. With a track record like that, it's no wonder she was chosen as one of the top 10 entrepreneurs in 2023 at Apple News, showcased within a feature in Grit Daily. Additionally, this dynamic individual has made headlines, being featured in Insider, Business Insider, and Yahoo News, attracting a whooping 17 million views. You heard me, right? <laughs> Notably, she has guest starred on the Dr. O's show five times, not one, not two, but five. <laughs> Had the privilege of working with celebrities like Ariana Huffington and appeared on various TV shows, the news, podcasts, and radio shows. Our inspiring professional began her career at NBC on Dateline, News 4, and The Morning Show, ultimately channeling her talents and capabilities towards speaking and writing full-time. With a passion for empowering men and women to surmount their challenges and reduce stress, this author and speaker invites people to discover their true potential. Are you ready to be motivated by Stacey Chilemi, insights and strategies to live life on your own terms? Join our esteemed speaker today and get inspired to take that first step toward lasting success. <laughs> <laughs> I love having you. Thank you for coming here today. It's an honor. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Wow. So tell us a little bit about who is Stacy Chilemi. Because with such an amazing and impressive introduction, <laughs> you must have experienced some really interesting things in your life. Tell us a little bit how all of that started. Okay. Yeah, I get that question a lot. How did it all begin for you? How did the journey begin? What motivated you? And I usually, you know, explain to people, you know, I didn't plan everything to be the way it had happened. Actually, what I envisioned in my life actually was completely different. And it all started at the age of five. You know, my parents, uh, I recently had a virus and uh, an ear infection and my mother heard a gurgling sound in the other room. And so she went to check on me and she opened the door and she saw me turning blue and I was, uh, I was in a grand mal seizure. So she called the ambulance, they rushed me to the hospital and they found that the virus had traveled to my brain and turned it to encephalitis. And I was induced into a four day coma and they told my parents, most likely if she comes out, she'll be paraplegic or she'll have severe brain damage. So my father, who comes from Greece, he comes from a little island in Greece. Um, there was one church on the island and there was a statue that used to have teardrops. And he said he kept praying to this statue and kept envisioning it in his head. And then on the fourth day, when he looked up, he said he saw a teardrop roll from my eyes and I come out of the coma and I looked at him and I asked him for McDonald's French fries and I, I wasn't paraplegic. I didn't have brain damage, but I did end up with ep epilepsy. And that was a struggle. That was like a roller coaster ride growing up and into my adulthood years. And when I got to college, even in college, I, the late night study and the stress of getting good grades, my seizure has actually increased. And I wasn't sure if I was even going to be able to finish college. And that was something on my bucket list that I really wanted to do. 
So not knowing what to do, I went to the library. There was very few books on epilepsy. They were written by doctors and medical terminology. So you had no clue what they were talking about unless you were in the medical field. That really annoyed me. And uh, so I wrote a letter to the Epilepsy Foundation, an organization in the United States that represents people with epilepsy. And they had a magazine. I said, well, could you please publish this article for me? And I, I said in the article, how do people with epilepsy cope with their disorder? How do they get through life? Three to 400 letters from all over the United States and Canada came to my house. And I read these letters. They were very inspirational. They were very motivational. And they actually gave me the momentum. For the first time in my life, I felt like I wasn't alone. And I actually, from all the input I got, I was able to create a regiment for myself. And I actually got through college. I got, I ended up graduating. I got a big corporate job in the city and I was working in the city. I was living the life. And then one day I felt a seizure coming on and I didn't, I looked around. I was trying to find a place where I could hide where no one will see me, um, but there was no place to go. And I fell to the ground, I was awake, and I went into a seizure, um, but I was conscious, and an executive saw me and stepped over me and kept walking. And I saw him do that, and I couldn't believe it. And, you know, 30 minutes later, uh, another executive, an associate of his, came over and said, Stacey, you're doing a great job, but, you know, you don't meet the qualifications, you know, that we're looking for at this moment, you know, so I'm going to have to let you go. I knew it was because I had the seizure and they just didn't want to have anything to do with me. So I left there and I said, you know what? I'm not going to let this get me down. I said, one day I am going to be a success. One day I will get out there and I will get my name seen and heard. So I walked out of there with my head up high and I started to do freelance uh, writing and I started to create my own business. And I started working with actually a lot of companies now that are multi-million dollar companies. Back then they were just launching and they would come to me and they would ask me to write different pieces and presentations and speeches for them. And I was doing that. And then one day I met an herbalist and he said, I need a lot of research done. Will you do this research for me? So I started to research and write about natural healing, holistic living, supplements, vitamins. And I said, wow, you know, a lot of these things could apply to my own life. And I started implementing a lot of the things I was learning into my own life. Those seizures went from 12 to 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2 to none. So with the combination of the medication I was taking and holistic living, changing my lifestyle, changing the way I lived, adding you know um, supplements, detoxing my body, the whole works, I was able to actually be able to be controlled. And so I I realized that you know if I helped myself through holistic living, I could help lots of people. So I created at that time they had a little blogger, you know, it was from Google made it. And I started writing about this and right away, 400 people came on. I was like, wow, a lot of people are interested in this. So then I met a web designer and he created websites and he saw the little blog I had. He said, you know, I could, you know, I could really make this into a pretty website for you. And he created a website. And before I knew it, hundreds of thousands of people started coming on first. It was 10,000. Then it grew and grew and grew and grew. And then I started writing books and 
I, the first book I wrote was Epilepsy, You're Not Alone. I wanted to help others with epilepsy, just like I, you know, I was able to, because people out of the woodwork came out to help me. I wanted to help other people in return. So I took all those letters, I put it together. I wrote about the regiment that I created for myself and I put it into one book and I called it Epilepsy, You're Not Alone. And that book became a bestseller. And I, I st then I start. I wrote a book about, I called it The Complete Herbal Guide. That book became a bestseller. That was like an encyclopedia of holistic living. So it explained what supplements were, the, what they could do, what what conditions they ha helped and, you know, and precautions to take and the whole works. So, you know, and I kept going and going and going and going and going. And then I started to do speaking events. I started to mentor people. I started to help people. And I started to coach people. And before I knew it, the lifestyle that I had planned for myself did a complete U-turn. And what I planned I was going to do with my life ended up, I went more on an advocate journey to help others. And that's where I am today. I, you know, I just recently, I during COVID, I rewrote that book, Epilepsy, You're Not Alone, because that book was written over 20 years ago. So there was a lot of updating to do. So I said, I'm going to update this book, you know, and I updated it. It's a bestseller right now in the bookstores. And I did, I, I created a book called Empower Yourself, Don't Let Your Conditions Empower You. And that book is basically to teach people, no matter what you're going through life, even stress, don't let, you know, your conditions overcome you. We could get through it. We all have a, a potential in life. We all have, there's a reason we're all here. And, you know, don't let the obstacles in your life overcome it. Let's rise above the chaos. Let's overcome these obstacles. Let's be create, you know, courageous and gain the strength to move forward and reach our true potential. Because everybody has a story. Everybody has great potential and everybody's voice needs to be heard. That is a fascinating story. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I knew something good would come out of it. I knew that, but that good and that inspiring. Wow. You are really <laughs> one of these amazing guests that we are dreaming of for Uplift because we really like to look for those special special person who can actually completely put faith over matter and change the outcome. And even at five years old, your your higher self, your spirit, your your the idea of yourself took on instead of whatever they were saying, ah, be careful. <laughs> no, don't <laughs> just believe it works and it does. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. Wow. Okay. So herbology, and it's not the first time I hear that, herbology actually was a catalyst for starting your healing from, in that case, epilepsy. And as we know from many other health conditions that we may have. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. When you went on Dr. O's, five times was it to talk about epilepsy and herbology or was it for something else 
It was for something else. He was focusing more on different um, natural ways to improve different different parts of your body and, and to improve your home. Like one time he had me coming on, he wanted to talk about skincare. So, you know, we talked about skincare. And then another time he came on, he wanted to talk about the toxins in our in our cleaning products and, you know, different ways to, you know, you know, healthier ways to approach cleaning your home, you know, and not having to inhale the toxins and, and the impurities. So it was different things like came on, but, you know, everything was always related to, you know, um, something holistic or something natural, you know, in the area that I, I would kind of focused on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And I have a question for you and that comes from, I imagine the audience and I imagine that not everybody knows about epilepsy, what it is, what's going on in the brain how can they recognize it? Are you able to explain a little bit about that? Sure. Well, epilepsy, you know, it's it's kind of amazing because, you know, we I think we have like 2.3 million in the United States with epilepsy. 70% of the cases are unknown. You know, some, you know, they just come about. A lot of times people get it from brain injury. Sometimes it could be genetic. And a lot of times they don't know why people all of a sudden start having seizures. But think of it, I, I try to think, you know, the best way I could explain it to somebody is our brain waves kind of go in a flow. And if you think of a thunderstorm or lightning, you think of that lightning coming down and it disrupts the, you know, and the, it, it, the rain starts falling and, and the lightning starts coming down and the weather is disrupted for a short period of time. Then the weather kind of blows over and you get back the nice weather and the calmness. Well, for those few seconds, for those few moments, you know, you go into a seizure, you know, something triggers a seizure in your body. It could be stress. It could be uh, too much sodium in your body. It could be water retention. It could be that you're sick and your body's stressed and it's working hard and it's just putting too much pressure and it's, and it's affecting the brain because everything we do affects the brain. So we have to be really careful how we treat our bodies and people don't realize that, but our body is a sanctuary. So anything you do, anything you put in your mouth, anything that, you know, how you handle stress, it all affects the brain and affects the body. And these are, could be trigger points for seizures. And so, you know, you have to really care for your body and people, there's many different types of seizures. It's not just one seizure. So some people have a focal seizure where it's a stop and stare. I could be talking to you in a conversation and then you could start talking and I'll just be glaring at you. And I look, I just, my eyes might get a little glassy and I might just like stare at you for a few seconds and just come out of it. You know, and you might not even know that I had a seizure or you might say, oh, this chick's a little weird. You know, why is she staring at me like that? And I'm in a seizure, you know, and then you have some people who fall to the ground. You have some people who are conscious, some people who are unconscious, some people, their whole body starts to starts to go um, into a seizure and their arms will swing and, you know, their legs will swing. It all depends on what part of the brain is having the seizure. So if it's a frontal lobe, you know, you're going to have certain body movements. If it's a left, you know, temporal lobe, you're going to have certain seizures. You know, um, it all depends where the seizure is occurring in the body. But people in, in our United States, either, you know, that we have such a large amount of people that have epilepsy and a lot of people experience a seizure, but we don't have a lot of education out there and explaining 
what a seizure is and what to do if somebody has a seizure. And people don't want to be ostracized. They don't want to ha have a label on them. They don't want to be stigmatized. And in our world, we have a tendency of labeling people, which is not a good thing. And, you know, a seizure is just like having diabetes and having any other condition and should be treated like any other thing. You know, it's just care for it differently. Anytime anybody has different conditions, we care for it differently. But it's a disruption in the brain and it causes the body and the brain to react. So, you know, but you have to make sure the person's in a safe place or if they fall, you have to just make sure they're in an area where they're not going to hurt themselves. Yeah, that's very important. Thank you for clarifying all of that. It's very important for people to know, especially to know what to do. So to to protect the area, to to put a, a protection around, because it's just going to pass. It, it, this is not something that stays. It's just like it's a, it's a few seconds, sometimes maybe a few minutes. I would say I would think, and um, and it passes. It's it's not constant. There are some cases where some people will have a long-term seizure where it's not stopping. And that's when you have to get, you know, emergency help, you know, and they do make pens now. The pharmaceutical companies have come out with certain types of pens to help the seizure stop. If, if someone's had, you know, those are kind of rare situations, but they are some people who have experienced longer, longer term seizures which are unhealthy and could cause damage to the brain so you want to get those seizures under control and the pharmaceutical companies have figured a way to actually stop the seizure if it is a long-term seizure mm. so there are options there are solutions so yes being aware that there are solutions and how does um so basically if anybody at any moment in time just goes blank and then comes back, that's a mini seizure? Well, you can't, it, it all depends on, you know, if the person has epilepsy, that would probably be a, a focal seizure. But, you know, if someone stops and stares, there's so many conditions out there, you can't say, oh, that person must be having a focal seizure. But, you know, a, a focal seizure, that could be a, a focal seizure. You know, you would have to ask the person, do you have epilepsy? And if it keeps reoccurring and they say no, and it keeps reoccurring, then I would suggest going to a epileptologist, getting tests done, because those are the doctors that will be able to give you significant tests to determine if you have epilepsy, because you know it's not us who decide that we have epilepsy. Those doctors have to have specific tests done in order to decipher if that person actually does have epilepsy or if they have a condition that's causing seizures to occur. Okay, so that's important to know. Seizure does not equal epilepsy, and epilepsy contains seizure. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's also important to discover. Thank you for teaching us, educating us. It's very important. I like that. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we said that your job now, your, your, your chosen, I mean, so your lifestyle, it's not a job, we know that. Your lifestyle, your business now, it's all about speaking and writing. Is that really what you love to do or did you really go with uh, coaching as well? 
I, you know, I got to a point in my life where I was, I, I've always done speaking events and I've always coached, but I got to a point where I felt I was kind of done with the writing and I really wanted to take the next step and do speaking and coaching full time. So I am at the point right now where I have focused in a lot on speaking because I get the most enjoyment when I'm in front of people and I'm able to teach people and motivate people and help people through tough times when they're going through obstacles, if they feel stuck in life, if they're not reaching their potential and they're not sure how to get to that potential, I, I have my most fulfillment when I'm able to teach those people and make it very simple for them and show them step-by-step step how to do it and give people the inspiration and the hope and the motivation that and let people know that they are somebody and they can do it and not to give up. And so, I, you know, when I speak, a lot of times the room will become silent. People will engage and, you know, afterwards people will hug me or, you know, give me a handshake and thank me for, you know, sharing with them what I've shared with them. And I like to coach too one-on-one -on -one because, you know, I love to help people and see them grow so they could actually reach the goals and the potentials in life, you know, and become that true potential, that person they want to always become, but never knew how to get there. Mm. That sounds like a plan. Thank you so much for speaking truth and for bringing so much value. And, and indeed, when you can look at someone and, and share your value and see that person implement your suggestions yeah. and you see the result that are transformational, it's like, yeah. that's so rewarding. That's so much more rewarding than just money alone. It's like, okay, we are making an impact in people's lives. That is the most rewarding thing. I'll tell you a story, one thing that came to my head when you just said that. When I wrote my book, Epilepsy, You're Not Alone, I got an email and a person had emailed me and they said, I was on the verge of suicide, but I found your book in Barnes and Nobles and I applied your regiment to my life and you saved my life and I just wanna say thank you. And that was really when the light bulb went off. That was when my I realized what my true purpose in life was. I realized the words of wisdom, how powerful they can be as a podcaster, as a speaker, as a coach, even as a writer. What those words that we put together, the, those words of encouragement, those plans, those strategies, you know, helping people get to the next stage in their life. It could help someone in ways that we that are so powerful that it's just it's it's amazing. It's you know it's you don't realize the everything that comes out of our mouth or goes on a piece of paper has such an impact on another person's life. That is true. That is absolutely true. Amazing. So, Stacy, how do people reach out to you? So you can find me. I have my one website called Stacy Chalemi dot com that's s-t-a-c-e-y-c-h-i-l-l-e-m-i.com and on there i have a area where they can go and they can find out everything about my speaking or they can find out about my coaching i have my books on there i have my podcast because i do a podcast called the advisor with stacy chalemi and people can come on the show and we do self-improvement we talk about relationships mental health you name it we, we even we talk about even business you know people struggle in business they get so frustrated in, in our economy the way it is and you know we have people who come on and talk about various things to help people and you know the list goes on we we cover a lot of things that people have 
have to you know, really help people grow. That's fantastic. I was looking at your website simultaneously and it's indeed absolutely, absolutely well done and, and really like holistic. You take it from all perspective to make sure to connect with all the kind of different intelligence of the people, really reach out their hearts so that those who has to be attracted to you, they can and they can also recognize with their own ability to either listen, watch, learn, uh, read or, or whatever else. Right. Great. Thank you so much, Stacy. You you really made my day. I really appreciate <laughs> you. Truly uh, a true yeah. blessing. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Thank you so much, Gemma.